Hey Fadies, I'm DM Brad and this is the Fate of Ice in Chapter 3, Episode 22. The last episode ended on a pretty big note, so I'm shifting all the usual intro stuff to the end so we can get right into it. Quick recap! Last time, Marley stepped out of a portal and joined Band 4 and Kai in the Killing Grounds. They re-entered the Dark Forest where they were ambushed by a pack of Hellhounds. Both Kai and Marley came right down to the wire in an incredibly tense moment, and we sadly lost Marley's animal companion Hodge the Wolf. When the battle ended and blood soaked the area, Bedemus the Death Demon reappeared and announced that Hodge's death had not been in vain. Then there was a blinding flash of light. A speculum. Yeah, and they just open you right up. Ah, oh, what did Joey say to tell you? It's not a wide on, it's a... Uh, it's a cloner, a clitoral, a clitoris boner. A cloner. Um, and I reject that out of hand and into mouth. Um, <laughs> and I will not allow that to be a thing that is... I thought about that in the shower the other day in a non-naughty moment. And I thought that I do not, I do not like it. Um, and I support myself in this argument. You, you don't like the cloner, you prefer the white no, on? I'm staying with the white on. I back the white on, I front the white on, and I sideways the white on. Are we are we ninety sixing the white on? We are ninety sixing the white on. Or is this like sixty nining the white on, but backwards? No, we're ninety sixing the white on. We're sixty nining the cloner because sixty nining is old hat. Ninety sixing the ninety sixing is the fate of Eisen way to go. Top and tail it, boys. Top and tail it. I don't think Adam's caught up with recent episodes, so he probably doesn't know what we're talking about. Well, you know a 69, Adam, with the that, 96. No. You know 96 Yeah, you 96 I can, back I can visualise those numbers and in context of a 69. It's it's yeah, a lot of rubbing of butts. Sense, right? It's where you ignore I know about sex. I great. know lots. Yeah. yeah I know heaps about sex. I'll Google. Yeah, so so we had a big, intense conversation about that. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It made really good um, audio podcast about RPG. Yeah, RPG. Yeah. Brad's twilling his things. Is that mean he's mad with us? No, no. Brad's just sitting, chilling, laying in the car. The third person, like normal. Just laying in the cut, as Dave Chappelle would say. He would say that as a black man. No, he you does. Duck! He does say that. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> um, uh, right. Should we introduce ourselves to people who may or may not be listening at this point? <laughs> I'll have to check consumption rates and see when, at what point of the podcast, people turn it off. Um... And then play uh, story games. Silly dum-dum story time. Amazing. So I am uh, Brad, the Dungeon Master, and on my Skype screen to the bottom right is a man called Oliver Scripps. Hello, it is I. I am here also consensually. And on my Skype screen to the top right is a uh, human woman called, um, what's your name? Jules Purchaser. I feel so valued on this podcast. I really, like, they appreciate me being here. Um, That's, yeah. I'm not a female number to make up at all. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you you new? I've never seen you before. (laughs) I dyed my hair. 
You guys actually are seeing it this time. I'm not green this time. <laughs> uh, it looks and similar. And uh, <laughs> on the uh, left-hand side of my Skype screen, all by himself, is a man that uh, you've you've heard his voice before uh, a long time ago in the podcast, uh, Adam Wright. Hello. You might remember me from murdering some innocent women and children. <laughs> mm. And the podcast. Mm. This is why this is why I like having Adam on because he laughs at my jokes. The thing, uh, honestly, the the one resounding feature that makes me happy to see Adam every time is that he always laughs at my jokes. And I'm and I'm <laughs> see? Not even a joke and into it. And you don't you, like you Nobody likes a sycophant, but I think I love them. Uh, I can't wait to be a dictator, you know? Adam, you're last up against the wall, buddy. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how I, I, don't know how I feel. You just had brown nose would serve me well. You just keep chucking fuck up the back of the Mercedes and, you know, you'll be fine, eh? I, I don't know how I feel because Brad has, not, Brad has not told us what Adam is doing here, technically. The last thing we know in Eisen is that this man played a bad man. So now yeah. I'm nervous. No, no, I played Goose Drummonds. I'll have you. Well, heard. no, yes, yeah. you did. Yeah, hundred well, percent. I mean, fingers crossed. He's he's um he, he's he's back One to finish the those little bitches off. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying I'm nervous. It's coming, you don't know. I'm nervous, and I'm 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 almost dead, and I'm quite upset. So, oh, yeah, yeah, you did get all fucked <laughs> Just how I normally like um, it. Yeah. Speaking of almost dead, I would like for the three of you to uh, full rest your character sheets. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Because. I mean, I'm okay with it. I mean, you my dad. <laughs> right. Everyone, no? have you brushed your teeth and full rested your character sheets? Um, I yes, dad. I'm pretty DM sure Brad shortened. So I'm not doing it. Oh, Adam's found the emoji button. Oh, that's nice because that makes I really good audio nice. content. <laughs> oh, <there you> go. <laughs> oh God, here we go. This is going oh. off the rails. This is this is oh. literally for the YouTube clip now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. Anytime this this podcast goes off the rails, at least it's verbal. But you completely, oh, yeah. you are completely bucking the trend. Um, yeah, anyway, I'm a disruptor. <laughs> You're an ASOS man, mate. I'm into it. Before okay. further chaos ensues, uh, let's kick straight into it. Right. So the last episode ended in a dramatic fight with probably an excessive amount of hellhounds. I'll admit. Um, Kai Dearlove <laughs> and Marley Craft both came very close uh, down to the wire, and sadly we lost our dear friend Hodge the Wolf. Yawn. I'm done uh, with him. Hodge, you will be missed, uh, but not as much as uh, Foxworthy. Um, after the fight... Don't the, play with me, uh, Brad. Foxworthy is the, still alive somewhere out there. <laughs> and I'm just going to make Foxworthy if, my pet. <laughs> if that's what helps you sleep at night. Oh um, my god. After after the fight, the Obsidian Sphere, also known as the Death Heart, uh, which is currently residing in Bandfall's pants, um, shone brightly 
uh, indicating that enough killing had been done, and Betamus announced that Hodge's sacrifice was not in vain. Uh, then you were engulfed in a blinding flash of light. And now for a long, boring narrative thing I painstakingly wrote that you won't care about. <sighs> Does Betamus hate unmarried women? I didn't know Dad was doing bedtime stories. <sighs> that was a pun. This is good. Figure it out. <laughs> it sure was a pun, and I chose to ignore it. Um, so into that pun. <laughs> so, here we go. Listen up, because some of this might actually be important. Or it might just be being a wank, a bit of a wanker. Either way, we're all going to come. <laughs> Along for the ride, narratively. Tired! You actually killed me! Popping off wanks left, right, and fucking center. How are we? The DM can kill us. We should listen. (laughs) You know what? This is better than what I wrote. So, um, anyway. (laughs) Stop laughing at nothing, Adam, right? (laughs) Um, That's all Adam has, personality-wise. So, let's not be mean about it. (laughs) I'm going to put my hands like this in a sign of contrition. Uh, and and possibly mild autism, but let's you know let's do it. Okay, <clears throat> serious narr- narrator voice, narrator narrator words have sounds. Um, you put me in a silly mood, Oliver. Script. How dare you? Oh, um, okay. So this date's going fucking swimmingly, eh? Right. Can I walk you to your car? <laughs> Jingle the keys. Yeah. <laughs> what if you... Is that a sexual aid? What's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? If that goes it's in your mouth, I'm going to be so into it. Oh, no. It's a big... It's a matchstick. Just a match? cool. Anyway. Have you been shitting in your room? Why is there a matchstick? <laughs> what is going on? I have Bradley. no idea. Focus. I Bradley didn't even focus. drink that much yet. <laughs> okay. Narrative. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Brad! It's your fault, Brad. You have to be the adult. (laughs) You're making me ugly laugh! (laughs) I mean, you're making me laugh. That's genetics. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. A scene plays out before your eyes as if you are spectating an event from long ago. On an empty field near the base of a mountain, you see a human woman who looks like Marley, except large and excessively muscled, and clad in hide armor made from a wolf pelt, its head atop hers. She's standing in an attack pose with a large spiked club held high and ready to strike. Beside her is a red-furred tabaxi, who bears a striking resemblance to Banfor, Uh, He is wearing a simple brown vest and trousers and has long, sharp claws that appear to be coated with some kind of gleaming liquid. Uh, Alongside the two, a half-elf man with light brown hair and silvery blue eyes carries an obsidian sphere in one hand and a short sword in the other. Uh, The trio fights off hordes and hordes of undead creatures that appear to come in endless waves. 
after what seems like hours of non-stop fighting, a violent magical blast eliminates every creature in sight, including the three heroes. The obsidian sphere falls to the ground and slowly sinks into the soil. Time passes, years, decades, centuries just fly by with large battles between various races, creatures and factions taking place, leaving nothing but bodies, weapons and blood-red dirt. The cycle of war repeats over and over and over. A dwarf man who looks like the ghost of Tox Stonemore, whom Marley and Banfor met beneath the royal keep, leads a wandering group of people to that spot and begins to build a village. The village becomes a town, the town becomes a city. Then a cataclysmic event brings everything to rubble and many of the city's inhabitants die. You can feel the blood of hundreds of thousands being spilled all at once. The dwarf man, Tokstonemore, considerably older now, begins to rebuild. The city builds bigger than it was before and an arena is erected around the spot where the obsidian sphere lies. A human woman, whom Marley will recognise as the Empress, strolls into the centre of the arena with Tox Stonemore. She orders him to dig. He uncovers the obsidian sphere and hands it to her. Your vision follows her as she climbs the northern face of the mountain behind the city. She enters a cave and navigates her way to a large chamber filled with fire giants, ogres and other subterranean creatures. They bow to her and she gives a series of orders before an ogre takes the sphere. The sphere lays in the middle of a busy chamber for hundreds of years. Then a large number of gnomes are herded in. The gnomes are used to mine and dig into the mountain and create more space for the ever-expanding population of ogres. They are forced to create a special room to protect it. Eventually, a half-elf woman enters the secret room and retrieves it. She and her companions, a gnome with glowing blue boots and a tall human man with spiked armor, kill all the ogres and fire giants and make their way through various challenges down the mountain face into the city, the arena, and then finally into a forest where a wolf dies and there is a blinding flash of light. The light fades and Marley and Banfor, you find yourselves standing in a thick, heavy fog. Uh, it's clearly night uh, with just a hint of moonlight providing visibility. Um, there is a half-elf man, one of the fighters from the killing grounds, it seems, standing with you. Aren't you dead? It's not Gregory the El- it's not Gregory the elf that you killed. <laughs> no, it's not the one that got eaten. <laughs> oh, but to ban four, they're all the same. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I could not care less. <laughs> Are you dead? Asked Banfor. He looks at you with disdain and refuses to answer. Clearly, clearly not dead, Banfor. Clearly, well, actually, are we dead? I mean, are we? Are we gonna nitpick in this? Are you dead? Are we dead? Did you Who's wait? Dead? Back up! Hands up if you're not dead, as far as you're and aware. Marley raises her hands, but is also like, back up! Did you just see that shit? Bamfor is making very direct eye contact at the half elf with his hand raised. Are you dead, as far as you're aware? He looks at you again, and just gives you a, <sighs> and turns his back on you. Uppity, uppity, and he's got a mood. I think he's alive. <laughs> he's moody. Can I lower my hand now? You can lower your hand now. Banfor also lowers his hand. <laughs> uh, but Banfor, did you see yeah. that? Did What? Did you see Tok? Did you see the Empress? Did you see all of that? 
it was very it was very uh, alarming and confusing did you and see that what, and she points yeah. at the elf person that's got their back to it is there any chance we could have another go a bit slower <laughs> can we ask someone here um, is there someone here your Banfor can't see it again, but if Oliver wants to, I can send him the text. <laughs> no, that was a humorous event. Okay. <laughs> Nailed it. Um. Banff. Who? Hey. Have you still got that stone down your pants? Uh, Banff will talk about, um, both, uh, both, uh, both, uh, the, the god heart and a half a brick. There you go. It felt unbalanced. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you know, you get used to two, don't you? Can Can Marley roll like a like some kind of perception, maybe, to see if the stone looks like it's doing anything different right now? Um, oh, sorry, I should have in- intervened. Um, two things: one, um, Banfor, you no longer have your tiefling disguise. You look like regular old Banfor. Fantastic. And and two, you do not have the uh, death heart. Oh. Uh, Banfor does not withdraw the death heart. Instead, <laughs> uh, he pulls out only a half brick and says, I could have sworn I was balanced. <laughs> well, that's a problem. We're, I mean, I suppose we restored it to the killing grounds then? And she looks down uh, at the ground? Banfor also looks down at the ground and sort of kicks the turf a bit. Yeah, yeah you, can't re- you can't really see the ground. Um, the fog is thick all around you, including around your feet. So, what sort of visibility, like, do we have, like, feet, yeah. or like? You can pretty much see yourselves and like your immediate surroundings, which is just you, just nothingness and fog. But you can see uh, like a few feet around yourselves. Is the half elf still within sight? If he hasn't walked away, he's just uh, pacing near you. He hasn't walked out of your immediate distance yet. Great uh, <clears throat> question. What's my experience? Has like, have I just seen these two characters just appear before me? Uh, yeah. So you were fighting in the killing grounds. Um, you were with a group of people who were in the northern part of the arena. So you were fighting mm-hmm. in sort of like rocky, mountainous terrain. You had you had seen Banfor, like you had entered the fields with Banfor, but he was disguised as a tiefling, so he will look very different to you now. But other than that, you don't have any ex- you don't know who Marley is you've never seen her before okay uh Banfor walks towards the half elf um with uh one hand held out the other by his side uh half brick a claspid uh and 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 greets the half elf um with an open large hand uh I lower my crossbow, which I previously had, not pointed at you guys, but uh, I lower it and I extend my hand uh, and grab your hand uh, and shake it. Banfor grapples him very close um, uh, and and um, intimidatingly asks him who he is. Okay. I pull just as hard on your hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you like it pulled hard. Is this, a, is this an intimidation off? If they I'm want it to be. Else. Just let it I'm, go where it's going. I'm not going to instigate player v player. It's up to you guys if you if that's what you want. We're not instigating. I think we're just checking. We're just measuring each other, so to speak. I don't want to I don't want to intimidate. I just want to make it known that I'm holding my ground. Hmm. And that this that's, doesn't particularly bother me. 
and and precisely the the, the point of, of Bamfor's maneuver as well. Um, I think there's a moment of real recognizing real, um, and, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and an unclasping. Uh, if Marley Marley during all of this has her arms crossed, her foot tapping, and is like, "If you're done measuring dicks, can we get on with the fact that none of us know where we are right now?" Uh, Bamfor thumbs Chicks. over his shoulder and says, uh, "That's Marley. She's all right. Bit of bit of a wet blanket, but she's all right." <laughs> And then uh, Banffor turns around and says, "Coming!" and, and strolls over to you. <laughs> I, I like the way I didn't have to say my name at any point. Just the touch, the physical touch, was enough. Oh, I'll, look, I'm I'll get to that later. Right now, I'm a little concerned, <laughs> and I'm looking around, going, "Gillif, is this you? Did you do this?" <laughs> yeah. So you don't hear any verbal response um but what you do hear is the sound of like thumping footsteps like lots and lots of thumping footsteps hundreds if not thousands oh, uh and, cl- and you and rattling and clattering and the unmistakable sound of steel clashing on steel uh Bamfor, uh smiles says to himself fuck yeah uh pulls out his axe and limb- unlimbers his shield um, so the fog the fog clears around you just enough to see that you are in um, like a, just a small sort of eye of the storm radius with a war going on all around you of skeletons. Skeletons are fighting skeletons with swords and shields and they are beating the shit out of each other and you're just dead center of it. Is there a demarcation between two different armies? Like does it look like it's just chaos or is that like... It's just pure chaos. What's the distance between us and the Skellingtons? There's probably about 20-odd feet. You're in quite a tight radius. All right. I just uh, go kind of back-to-back with Ban 4, my my new best friend, uh, and draw my crossbow at the ready again, kind of just watching. Molly, like, has that moment where she's like, holy shit, and she seriously considers tapping herself to cast heroism for a second just to like braven herself up and then she's like don't waste a spell slot don't waste a spell slot (laughs) bam four um elbows marley a little harder than you should um and says well pinch me i'm fucking dreaming shall we uh and starts wandering off towards the battling uh bam four i don't think that's a good idea what part of this is not a good idea? That's more than we could possibly ever take on. And I think I know, we're supposed to see it and do something else with it other than fight it. Well, what, it says what, what evidence? Well, where'd the stone go? I don't know. I've got a brick, though. I um, start looking at the ground because I don't know what else to do given this situation. I've seen the stone has sunk into the ground before, so... I assume we're in that place. Um, Banfor, have you walked off to the perimeter of your radius? Yeah, he's sort of standing near the perimeter, just sort of watching the skeletons going at it. Okay. Just keeping a tiny bit of distance, or are you like right yeah, up against it? a little bit of distance, just enjoying the show for the minute. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, it looks like... Every now and then, just hop in a half brick as far as you can. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, yeah, from this close, it definitely looks like it's just com- like unlabeled factions that you. I mean, there's absolutely no difference between them, and they're just locked in some kind of endless combat. 
Like, they don't even... Like, they take damage, but they immediately fix themselves. Like, this this battle will never end. Mm. Uh, and you can tell that within a few seconds of watching. Delicious. This has got to be something to do with Gellif. She's all, like, war and conquering and... Wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who's the... Is hate its heart... Whose heart is this? I mean, I would assume it's death because of all the death. Um, cool. Uh, so maybe I mean, it's got something to do with him. Me. I mean, you, you, you say what? It might be the fucking heart of the forest and she's having an off day. I don't fucking know. So we reckon this gonna... is Sorghumal? That's what I'm saying. All I'm saying is we're in the killing, we're in the killing grounds, and then I had the death part, and now we're here with the dead guys killing each other. So, I mean, you, you hear a quack, you don't think horse. Do you want to call? I think, I think it's a shuck. Sorghumal, I mean, we don't have a key to talk to Sorghumal like we can to hate it, but like you're connected to him, right? Like maybe you could. I mean, that, maybe this is where you talk to him somehow. Uh, Banforce is, um, it sort of goes very quiet and, and looks at you slightly suspiciously and says, do, do you know? Well, your, your axe sword is a giant axe sword. That's what I thought. Yeah, no. Uh, Banfor, um, uh, unlimbers his axe sword and, and places it, uh, blade down into the earth. Uh, the earth has been soaked with death for a time immemorial um kneels down in front of it uh and and uh cutting his hands on the blade blades either side just looks at it and shouts um hello okay the battle the sound of battle halts immediately oh shit that worked and all of the skeletons turn inward towards the three of you oh my god what have i done (laughs) They start closing in ranks very slowly, like one step, like marching in unison, closing your circle. Uh, we're now going to enter a skills challenge to get oh. the hell out. The, oh my god. Um, so what I want from you is to, as a group, roll five successes before you get three failures. Um, use your skills in an innovative and interesting way and um, get a score of higher than 13 to succeed. And if you get three fails, well, I'll tell you when that happens. Oh, Um, So do we have a particular place we're trying to go? I, I would imagine it would just be fight or flight. Your circle is closing. That, and like, that's all the information you have. So we're just going to cut our way through the circle as far as we can get. All right, cool. Um, uh, well, Banpour is going to take the lead. Um, being the biggest and and kind of feeling like it might be his fault Um, and using his strength uh, is going to drop the shoulder Sonny Bill and just cut through that fucking crowd as deep as he can uh, blasting a pathway through for his friends to follow Um, so athletics? Uh, athletics yes okay so you I I must don't, don't still have stone giant do I? you do not cool Okay, using my strength, d20 roll, go. I'm going to use a luck point. (laughs) Because that, sir, was a two. (laughs) Okay, 
Try and again. you know what? I've just gone ahead and popped off a natural 20 on the reroll. Nice. Okay, so... so um, suck all of that, please. So you just hack and slash <laughs> your way for a certain distance, opening up a little bit of um, a channel for the other two, I guess. Fantastic. I want to run directly into that channel uh, as hard and fast as I can Ooh. and pretty much do like the, the junior mint version of what I've just <laughs> seen Band 4 do. Um, drop my shoulder, the, the opposing shoulder, like a mirror image sunny bill, if you will. Um, one thing I was going to implement is that you, you can't repeat the last action that was just taken, but you didn't well, you know didn't. that. So, I know, so we'll let we'll that one slide, but from <laughs> henceforth... Bad luck, Sonny Bill Senior. Just before I do, I want to look back at Marley and kind of motion to follow the path we're creating. That is a nine plus five. So okay, so we've got two successes. Um, Ellerin just does the same thing Banford does and follows up the rear. Marley, what would you do? So Marley does what any good bard would do and pulls out a sex farm. That's exactly what I want when I'm being closed on by. <laughs> <laughs> My undead soldiers. She's a bad. So, essentially... <laughs> exactly. Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Um, she is going to essentially enthralling performance, like that spell that she can do once per short rest or whatever, Make where she gets... Yeah, where she gets five creatures to make wisdom saving throws, and if not, then they're charmed by her for an hour. Okay, so <coughs> in the context of a still skills tech check, is that just a performance roll? You can make the uh, yes. Lisa Okay, so I rolled a thirteen, and my performance has plus eight. So okay, so yeah, that's an easy success. So you can you successfully perform well enough to convince them all to oh enough in your general vicinity to do. Yeah, so I want them to carry me through the crowd. Okay. So, get, so I get five five skeletons out. just pick me up and start carrying me down <laughs> the path that these two are creating. <laughs> Lazy. Um, so Molly's now crowd surfing. Yep. Yeah, Back but up. like a Cleopatra crowd surf, I imagine. <laughs> She's like, yep, this I, is like, the good as life. As, as I like Marley alive, I also love the scene in uh, Shaun of the Dead where um, Dylan Moran gets opened up by the Zambies. Um, you know, either one is fine. <laughs> I'll tell the DM how to do his job, but either I've one got, is fine. I've got an hour before those two, and they will defend me. It's good. That's pretty cool. Well, until um, they take and damage and then the spell runs out. So don't attack them. Yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine they're probably getting attacked by other skeletons as this is happening anyway. <laughs> Is um, unintentional, do unintentional blows, wink, uh, count as attacks? Like, if they just get jostled? Is a jostle an attack? Yeah, because I'm imagining I'm running, like, real close after their tidal but wave. But like, in a changing room of, of skeletons. Mm. And we're back around to Banfall's turn. Uh, and no no repeats. Yep. The no repeat workday. More effort. <laughs> <laughs> Using his sleight of hand, uh, <laughs> will um, tickle them uh, in, in a deceptive fashion. Uh, juggle half bricks in a way that distracts 
the 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 skeleton man's. <laughs> I love how skills challenges bring out the weirdness in you guys. You just look, like okay. Look, here's what I'm working with. I'm not smart. <laughs> I am not perceptive. Um, I am not insightful. What I am is able to scare things and for some reason perform close-up magic. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to perform close-up magic because I feel like skeletons don't get scared easy. Sure. Let's let's try that. Let's, let's do a do bit of close-up magic. Close-up magic. It's a 13 natural, and I go ahead and I get myself a plus two to a 15. Nice. You okay. know who's got to juggle for no reason? Yibble. Des- describe this working, please. <clears throat> I'm talking two bricks. I'm not even talking three bricks. I'm talking five goddamn bricks. You know what those bricks look like? They look like a strange melange of bricks moving through the air in both an intimidating and interesting way. You know what it looks like? It's like Land of the Dead, that kind of good, kind of terrible zombie film where they just keep looking at the quote-unquote sky flowers, but they're actually fireworks. It's like that, the zombies are like, ooh, ah, what's that? Next thing you know, it's bricks in the face. Uh, and then the five ones in front of me that were uh, distracted by the half bricks catch a half brick to the fucking cabeza, and down they go. <laughs> nice. And uh, Elroy? Spanish for head. Uh, and I'm going to try and find uh, a lonely skeleton and uh, kind of jog up and crush his little toe bones. I think, what are metatarsals, I think they are. Um, they are. And, pull out, and pull out my dagger for uh, in- intimidation. Okay. Uh, but it's a 19 plus 4, so... Do truly, the old um, self-defense. A massive, massive success. It is a massive success. You intimidate... <clears throat> skeletons to get out of your way using the ywca's self-defense course <laughs> I, I i put my house keys between my fingers and looked them right in the eye scream fire a path successfully gets cleared um and you notice you sort of almost fall out the other end of this group and they just cease to exist the second you like breach the outer edge that you turn around and they're just not there anymore uh i kind of stand up and dust myself off reach out my hand again to band four and introduce myself Alaron windrush hi <laughs> hello <laughs> uh and then i'm gonna try and introduce myself to marley straight away well, Marley's, Marley's ended up on a puddle in the ground because she ran through the other side. <clears throat> the skeleton's carrying her just dissolved, so she hit the decks <laughs> pretty hard. Ellen still the hand to help Marley up. <laughs> yeah, so if you, yeah, so if you lean your hand out to 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 Marley to pull me up, she'd be like, "Thanks, um, sorry," and she'd brush herself off and be like, "What was your name again?" <laughs> Alaron, it was a pleasure to fight alongside you. Well, fight so much as be carried. Bad life, right? (laughs) She laughs. Be carried. I particularly enjoy the saxophone. Mm. He's a suck up too, Marley. It's really rare here. (laughs) Oh, you're not. You're buying it, aren't you? Did you see the bricks? No respect around here. I get no respect. (laughs) Carrying this whole group. 
<laughs> anyway, where are we now? And Molly looks around to try and yeah, see so if she can figure out where we are now. There's still a lot. Um, there's still a bit of fog, but it's considerably lighter than it was. And just as you start to wonder where you know where are we now, a strong wind blows the fog away. And uh, when the air is clear, you notice that you are on a large rocky plateau um, that is miles and miles up in the sky, um, high above the clouds. Okay. Banfor, did you sneak mushrooms into my <laughs> food again? I don't know. Did you sneak food into my mushrooms? Am I right? <laughs> uh, what? Banfor takes a piss off the edge. What is going on? <laughs> Okay. Any, does anything happen? Uh, no, but as you look down and watch your stream, it just—it's there are clouds. <laughs> picks up and blows it into my face. <laughs> <laughs> there are clouds miles below. <laughs> you, you can imagine that you are nowhere near the ground. Okay, Banfor, oh. uh, Banfor, Marley looks at Elrin and goes, "Um, don't freak out, and maybe ask questions later." And pulls out the key and turns it in the air and opens you, the door. You, you go to find the key and you don't have it. Why don't I have it? You just don't have it. Same reason Banfor doesn't have the death heart. Oh shit. Alaran As looks you at Marley and says, Are you looking for something? Yeah. Something really bloody important. And I look at my wrist. Is my my what mini watchtower that tells the time on my wrist? Nope. Well shit. Are we dead? Are you sure? We're not dead. Banfor turns on Ellerin Windrush. Are you fucking dead? <laughs> Some days I wish yeah, I was. You're gonna have a lot of problems with me, sir. And I realise my accents changed to be a Kiwi, but recently <laughs> I've been a lot more patriotic. And also, I forgot to do the accent, so fucking work with it. <laughs> Marley um, goes, you... "Hello." Uh, Banfor turns around and says, "Is it me you're looking for?" <laughs> <laughs> I like oh, the sound of that. <laughs> no, it was the other one. It was the Adele version, you know? Oh. So, yeah, Sad there's one version that says, hello, is it me? And then there's one that's more confident that's, hello, it's me. Yeah. Hello. It me. me. What that? <laughs> Necropodicon. <laughs> the Adele version can only be said from, like, outside of a window of a house that you've been previously asked to leave. <laughs> Like, it's genuinely, like, if it's raining outside and you're saying that to people who are inside and warm, that's when it's the Adele version. The sexy way is the Lionel Richie way. Yeah. Yeah. I've always said that. I've been on record with that for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. she. Multi-platinum. Um, yeah. From the distance, there is a loud thrumming sound. Like a whoosh. Jules, whoosh. can you switch it off, please? <laughs> what? I missed that. They're <laughs> busy. Sorry, right? you just got bored. There's a loud thrumming sound from the distance. All right, I got it. I just missed it. Sorry, I'll turn. I'll turn the microphone on mute when I do that in future. And the sound appears to be getting louder and louder. What's that oh, loud shit. thrumming sound? Oh shit. Oh shit. Does it sound like a giant bird to you? Uh, Banfor turns to uh, Elleran after his recent comment and just looks at him and says, Do you remind me of someone? You sound similar to something. 
I don't believe we've ever met before. Bamfor, and she's hitting Bamfor. Bamfor, 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 does that sound like a giant bird to you, which wings wouldn't possibly hold its entire body because it's impractical and it just it shouldn't exist? Bamfor, is that what that sounds like to you? to it, then don't talk to me about it. Bamfor still got his eye on Alaran. Why are you here with us? Bamfor still looks at Alaran. Why are we here? We know why we're here, right? I mean, we, I don't know why you're here. Doing stuff with the gods. Marley's like here? smacking Bamfor in the, the face gods. now, like pressing his lips, like trying to get his attention. <laughs> Bamfor sort of like fending off Marley with a, with a vague hand, with an accusatory <laughs> finger pointed at Elrin. But why are you here? Elrin uh, hears his comment about doing stuff with the gods. And just sort of says, the gods, <laughs> you wouldn't be the first one to make that claim. And just kind of keeps looking up and around to see if you can see where the sounds come Obviously, they're Randy bastards. We know this. But why are you, you sir, you? And Bamfor gets a little closer and seems as though he's about to make physical contact. And, and, and forcefully says, why the fuck are you here? And then Marley goes, Anfa? Alaron looks kind of puzzled by this point. And looks at Benfor and says, why am I here? I'm here to fight for the same reason any of us are here. Because surely that's not Does Gillis. Does Benfor have any insight to the truthfulness of this statement? You can roll insight. I will roll fucking insight. Because I haven't killed Gillif yet. The <laughs> <a> seven. <laughs> okay, you can't tell what what his intentions are. Benfor says, I might not be a smart man, but I will eat your fucking head. Molly wants to roll a what would Bamfor do because he's not paying okay. any attention to her. Okay, get over a 15. <laughs> oh, I got a 16. What would Bamfor okay. do based right, so on... What are you currently perceiving? All of the knowledge that Molly has in her head, the fact that she's been to the temples and talked to the priests about dragons... The fact that she knows that <clears throat> Amphor and Gillif and all the back history and stuff and has met Gillif and is now worried she's about to meet Amphor. Um, probably murder the person closest to you who isn't somebody that you trust. Knowing... Like, the fit, like if there is somebody here who doesn't fit, murder them. But knowing that Amphor is a god of would not like that. At all. Okay, you're speaking to the kind of person who who puts an electric scorpion's mm, you're right. stinger out of pants like a cock. You're either going to end up stabbing someone or going around the corner for a wank. You're right. So, Marley having rolled a what would Bamford do check <laughs> and is in full flappy panic right now, rushes Alaran pushes him to the edge, grabs him by the, like, the scruff, and is like, why are you here? Are you here? Are you, are you, why are we here? Uh, I have a, uh, an enchanted weapon that means I can't be surprised. So, Brad, would I have seen that coming and been able to defend myself? Ooh, plot twist. Nice. <laughs> like I said, I'm not going to implement player v player. You guys can decide that. It would be, it would be pretty clear that Marley isn't trying to push you off or fight you. She's confused and she's, you know, like, uh, like trying to shake you, be like, are you the reason? You know, she's freaking out. She's not trying to hurt you. She's just trying to get answers. 
yeah, I'm not trying to hurt Mali either. I'm just trying to hold her steady and make sure I don't get like shunted or whatever <laughs> off this kind of very high precipice. Yeah, so I look you in the eye as you're kind of screaming at me, like, why are you here? And I'm like, it's a fight. Uh, who? I think it's a good fight idea. who? Uh, Manful rolls uh, perception to see if he sees this as an aggressive move uh, because he would absolutely intervene in the scenario if he thought it was they start scuffling near the edge of a thing. Um, mm. Okay, so Bamfor, as you are about to roll that, you notice that coming into view behind them, so they're on the edge of the cliff, like, looking at each other, and you see past them coming into view is a giant flying skeleton, uh, roughly in the shape of, like, a lizard with, like, bone wings. Right, that's fucking death metal as shit. Number one. And it is heading straight for the plateau where you three are bickering. Uh, Bamfor um, sort of saunters over and casually taps Marley on the shoulder. Yeah, Marley turns around. What, Bamfor? Oh, um, sorry to interrupt, folks. Obviously, very sorry. Seems like you're getting a lot worked out. Um, just call your attention briefly. Bone Dragon. So do with that information what you will. I'm going to be over. Ooh, a dragon is a thing now. And well, I'm just going to be over here and then backs off to an area that's that's safe to defend. Dragons still technically aren't a thing. It's just that but we the, have knowledge the that they were a thing. A thing. Is, but the word is a thing. Like, we say dragons even though dragons aren't real. Yeah. It's but, myth. It's legend. Brand, it shouldn't exist. Do people yeah. use the word... Like, if I saw something that looked like a dragon, would I use the word dragon to describe that? No. Dragons okay. have been gone for so long that people have forgotten that they were ever a thing. Uh, Bamford then says instead, um, <laughs> like a bone bird? <laughs> so the big old bone <laughs> bird. Uh, just FYI, oh, I'll take it over here. Um, so do what you will and then backs off. Yeah, it lets out this um, really loud ear-piercing shriek sound and then it flies like at you but over your heads and then thumps down on the plateau putting you between it and the edge and then okay. it turns towards you and it just does that dragon thing of like dropping its neck to the ground and like roaring in your faces Marley goes Bamfor are you seeing this are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing this Inspiration, just in case we need it. <laughs> all right, Bamfor is adding that to his sheet. Yeah, because that's all I, she can I do. I really, really my crossbow and point it straight at the dragon. At <laughs> the bone bird. Yeah, at the bone bird. Das the end of the episode. Das ist das end of das episode. Yeah. Das ist sehr gut. Das ist sehr gut. I've got like, um, oh shit, two of those plus the three. That's impressive. I've got like uh, nearly two liters of beer hidden hidden southward. That's nice. Alert, alert, a new player has entered the game. Our good friend Adam Wright is back, this time as Alarin Windrush, a half-elf fighter. So where exactly are they, anyway? 
definitely somewhere deathy, right? I mean, there's a skeleton war, spooky fog, a tall rocky plateau. Oh, and a fucking skeleton dragon. That'll be fun. A big thank you to our Patreon supporters, Alex White Robinson, Person Who Wants to Stay Anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin, James Blyster, Sly J. Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziegler, Roger Alphamata, Sam Malcolm, Kydron Fowles, Lauren Flake, and Kai Love. Thank you for helping get Ison out of my brain and into the world. If you're hearing this before September 30th, 2019, you might have one last chance to enter our big giveaway. Tell us the Empress's true identity, hint hint, it's Gillif, and you'll go in the draw to win some sweet Ison merch. I'll draw names out of a hat and release a short little episode announcing the winner. Quick, tell your friends. Uh, you can answer the question or just chit chat with us however you feel like by hitting us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Fate of Ison for all three or email fateofison at gmail.com uh, or head to the Necropodicon Network Discord server to just uh, just have a yarn. Just uh, typey typey. Hello, hello, hello. You know how conversations work. There's a link to that on our website, fateofison.com, as well as cast profiles, fan art, and links to the Ison wiki. Alrighty, bye everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Smooches! Hi there. Don of How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast here. Just want to let you know that the show you're listening to is a member of the Necropodicon Podcast Network. Head over to necropodicon.com to find tons of other shows you'll love. While you're there, check out the cast and crew profiles and fan art galleries. And you have a beautiful night.